and people always want to complain oh i don't have enough time like where does the time go it goes to you scrolling through this instagram for hours that's where the time goes you're listening to ease and grow a podcast about life lessons wellness and growing into your authentic self i'm your host sika a millennial writer thinker feeler and heart-centered creative human I'm obsessed with personal growth and soaking up as much joy as we can on this crazy ride of life. If you've ever found yourself thinking, there's got to be more than this, then this is for you. Let's get to it. Come on, vamanos. Everybody, let's go. Yes, I am a 28-year-old who just thought of Dora the Explorer while I was doing laundry. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't watched Dora the Explorer in ages, but that popped into my mind. Super random. Anywho, welcome back to the show. Welcome, friends, to Ease and Grow. Today, I'm very excited. We have an episode all about social media. Ugh, social media has been taking over our lives for almost a decade now, maybe longer actually. I think Facebook started in 2006, but for mass population, it's it's coming on to a, over a decade of our lives where we're just attached to our phones with no end in sight. So yeah, I thought this would be a great episode to do. I've worked in social media for the past five years. It's 2021. Oh, so crazy. Now, social media is a big part of my life, all of our lives, and I thought it would be nice to talk to an expert in the field, get some tips, get some tricks, find out how we can maintain our sanity. And this actually ended up turning into a great episode for some LinkedIn tips. So it's the start of the year. It's a great time to revamp your LinkedIn, make sure you're positioning yourself well, make sure if you're already in a job, you're positioned to get an even better job. And if you're looking for work, then you already know the value of getting your LinkedIn together. So we get some great LinkedIn tips. We learn about Portia, our guest, and we get some sanity tips for just like social media boundaries, technology boundaries. We're all inside way more than normal. We're all looking at screens way more than normal. And yeah, it's it's very important to set those boundaries with yourself and just know how to maintain your mental health because too much screen time is no bueno. It's not good for you. So couple follow-ups from past episodes. Actually, in the astrology episode, I said that I would pop in what the N stands for in Myers-Briggs, and I didn't. So now I'm doing it. (laughs) Sorry. Um, So basically, for Myers-Briggs, you can be... It's a four number, if you guys know anything about Myers-Briggs. Sorry, not four number. Four letter kind of typing system. And our last guest was, I think she said an INFJ or INFP. I can't remember. I should have checked this, but I didn't. So if you listen, you'll know what she is. Um, But she was an N and it's either IN or EN or ES. So it's either S or N. So the N stands for intuitive And the S stands for sensing. And I just looked this up because our current guest is going to tell us what she is. And I'm going to let you know now because she didn't know. (laughs) But basically sensing means like you're more observing and intuitive is like more feeling and how you approach the world. So if you haven't found out your Myers-Briggs type, just go to 16 personalities and take the test. I think it's so cool to just know these things about yourself and you really learn things about yourself when you take these tests and they tell you kind of like the way you approach the world the way you approach life because in our minds we're very accustomed to thinking that either everyone's like us or no one's like us so we're thinking that the way that we think about things is the way everyone thinks about them or we're the only ones and no one 
thinks about the world the way that we do. Does that make sense? I feel like I just said the same thing twice. But <laughs> just take the test and like find out about yourself. And I think it's always helpful to do that. So that was a follow up from our last episode, episode four. Go listen to it if you haven't yet. Also, just plugging this in, I wasn't going to say this. Episode two, I'm looking at the analytics. And I know a lot of you guys have not listened to episode two about my New Year's ritual. And I understand why, because it's like, oh, it's not the new year anymore. It's February. Happy February. I'm recording this in February. Um, But I actually state a lot of helpful things that will be relevant regardless of whether you do it around the new year. It's kind of a really good reflection episode if you're thinking of ways that you want to approach goal setting, if you want to approach any changes in your life, if you just want to reflect on ways that you've grown in your life in general, that's a good episode to listen to. Because I found a lot of life lessons that I gained last year that I didn't really notice without doing that exercise. So don't think of it as like, a oh, it's just like an end of 2020 episode, like, whatever. Like, it actually has a lot of interesting realizations in there and some advice in there, just like general life things. And I think you'll enjoy it. So yeah, that's a little pitch for that. Okay, lastly, before I introduce our guest, um, (laughs) you'll hear soon that uh, Portia, our guest, is the same Myers-Briggs type as Oprah and Obama, but we didn't know what that was. And turns out, It's ENFJ, which is the same that I am, and it's called The Protagonist on 16 Personalities. When you take the test, they give you, like, a description, like, a name for each of the types, and there are, like, 16 types. That's the point, 16 personalities. So I thought that was cool. We're both ENFJ, and we're both Libras, so I guess that's just the vibe that Libras get. I'm going to read to you, though, what the ENFJ typing says, because I think it's very representative of myself and I would say our guest also um, from what I know about her. So a protagonist is a person with extroverted, intuitive feeling and judging personality traits. These warm, forthright types love helping others and they tend to have strong ideas and values. They back their perspective with the creative energy to achieve their goals. Protagonists take a great deal of pride and joy in guiding others to work together to improve themselves and their community. Hmm, that sounds familiar. (laughs) Literally this podcast, like I love sharing anything I learn that I find helpful with others. So I just love that. I just love personality tests. You guys know this. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. I'm so excited for you to hear. I have Portia Obang on the show. She is a social media strategist with nearly 10 years of experience, primarily focusing on LinkedIn and Instagram. She started before snaps were chatted, Instagram had stories, and ticks were talked. (laughs) She works to help people and organizations understand how they can use social media, not let social media use them. She encourages them to step away from continuous mindless scrolling and figure out how to use social media to enhance their work, lives, and personal brands. Portia loves being Ghanaian, spicy food, dancing, live music, listening to podcasts, experiencing new countries, and reading a good book, preferably on a beach in Ghana. I just love that bio. So you guys are in for a treat. Buckle in, get ready, and without further ado, here is Portia Obing. So I just wanted to start off with a little icebreaker first. So do you know any of your like personality types like Myers-Briggs or Enneagram or your astrology sign or like anything you want to share up front? Yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I've done Myers-Briggs. Don't remember it. I'm pretty sure I did. I know I did Strength Finders 2.0. Oh, yeah. Don't don't remember that at, at all either. <laughs> don't remember. Nope. Um, I know that I'm a Libra. Um, yes, we're both Libras. You, I do yeah. remember we bonded. Yes, bonded over over the Libra life, and that. Oh, I did do 16 personalities. That's Myers Briggs. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, I'm a President Obama. And Oprah. That's what I remember from the the the, the, the things that it tells you. 
<laughs> you I said I'm president no, 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 no. Obama. No, I think I'm. I think I think the same. The president Obama and Oprah in the same one. I don't remember. Because is... the sixteen personalities, um, that that one, I just remember. I was like, oh, okay. You're like cool. I'm Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Basically. Oh, good. <laughs> That's so funny. I'm gonna have to go in. I'm gonna do <laughs> some research. It. We're gonna figure out which one Obama is. I'll pop it into the intro later. But that's so funny. Okay, so you're Obama. That's what matters. That's all we need. <laughs> I think that was it. Either that or Oprah. I had to look it up. I have to. I have to look it up so yeah. I can recall. Those are fun. I love those ones. I can't even remember which celebrity. I feel like I might have had Obama in mind. My celebrities <laughs> that they put in there. I have to go back and look. Maybe. But. Girl, those are so fun. I always love those. All right, so cool. I pay attention. <laughs> yeah. So how are you doing right now? Are you feeling grounded? I mean, we're still in quarantine, but, you know, what, what's your mind state right now in this moment? Well, in this moment, um, I feel good. Yeah, I would say I feel good. I feel... Um, there's some days when I'm just like, oh, this trifling pandemic and these trifling people, I'm just like so over it because they failed us so much as in the federal government, they failed us tremendously. But then I am hopeful uh, for what's to come from this because, uh, you know, America's experienced this before and they can come back again. I'm also hopeful about the outlook for opportunities for black women. Now that we're living in Kamala and Stacey's America, I'm really <laughs> excited to see, you know, the things that will come from, I mean, just this momentum and this excitement. I think the next, you know, like 16 to 20 years is going to be good for black women. Yes. Oh, speak it. I love that. And to give some context, we are having this interview, like, the week after inauguration. So there's nice like hope in the air and there's a little <laughs> lessening of the tensions, like all our shoulders are relaxing. So yeah, that's, that's, that's good context true. to give. And yes, I love it. That's Kamala, true. We're still Stacey hopeful. Abrams. <laughs> lead the way, lead the charge. That's awesome. Yes. Cool. Okay. Yes. So today we're actually having a conversation on social media I've been feeling like so much tension around social media. I should have hit you up actually, honestly, before this, because I need like a debrief of like, I need to get my sanity together. So I'm super excited mm -hmm. that you can share with us. Um, and we can just start with your background first. So right now you're a social media expert, especially LinkedIn and Instagram are your areas mm -hmm. of focus, but mm -hmm. kind of tell us how did you get into working in social media professionally? And then we'll, we'll go from there. Sounds good. So I actually studied business with a concentration in marketing and undergrad. And then my first job out of college, I was a business analyst and it was for a major retailer and it was the worst job ever. I couldn't stand it. There was no creativity. It wasn't fun. And so I had to decide to find something else that more aligned with what I enjoyed doing. And I kind of stumbled into my first social media job. It was way back in uh, 2009. And I worked for a small nonprofit on their Facebook Twitter and YouTube channel. And I was basically just managing those channels. This is before, I mean, Facebook doesn't even, I don't even sometimes know how to use Facebook, honestly. <laughs> For like my personal Facebook, I don't know what to do. But if it's a Facebook page, I can navigate. A Facebook, Facebook group, I can really navigate. I'm really good at managing those. But other than that, I don't even understand what it is anymore. But, I mean, basically, it's a marketplace. They just want people to spend money. They want companies to buy ads. But yeah, I started working on their Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube pages. And then it's funny because they eliminated my position and laid me off in 2012 because mm. they said they didn't see a need for social media at the time. And so I mm. took a little bit of a break from social and went to do program management for a pretty large nonprofit. And there was a man who worked there who uh, was really, I mean, he, they, they hired him to be the head of social media and he found out that I had a social media background. So he started pulling me into projects and that's when I got back into social again. And then 
I got back into do it again for various companies. And my main goal is to be a full-time social media strategist. Because now it's my side hustle. Okay. So (laughs) you first were a financial analyst, you said. A business analyst. Oh, business analyst. So Mm -hmm. what was that first jump? Like you ended up going straight into a social media job. Like how did that happen? They were like, oh, just do our social for us. Or did you have to kind of like pitch yourself for that? That's a great question. I was doing, since I love to have a side hustle, I was freelance writing for a website at the time. And so I had some social media experience with that. And to be honest, the people at this nonprofit were pretty clueless. So I could just basically sell myself and my transferable skills pretty well. And nobody really knew what to do with Facebook and especially Twitter, because that was pretty new at the time. And so, and yeah, and the same with YouTube, like people talking into video screens and putting videos online. That was kind of weird for people to see. And so they hired me. And I was basically able to sell those skills from the writing online, like the digital writing. And then I was using Twitter to promote my articles and stuff. And then I was able to get the job. Mm, Okay, awesome. So then you also have a background in writing and that helped out a little bit. People underestimate the writing that goes into social media, but I think it's good to have that background when going in and taking over platforms. So that makes sense. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And then, mm-hmm. so now you're saying it's your side gig, but I see you, I see you working it online and it seems like you've got a good handle on kind of your positioning and like how you're focusing. So how did you go from working in a couple of social media jobs to now you're really specializing in these two platforms, LinkedIn and Instagram, and you're kind of like building up. It seems like you have like your own consultancy you're building up there. Thank you. I'm glad that's what it appears like online. (laughs) Well, okay. I would say I have, I have, I'd say I'd even narrowed it down even more because right now I don't really like Instagram and what they've done with the platform. I remember when I first got on there, when I first got on Instagram, people still had Blackberries because I had an iPhone. That was like at the time when like, people were starting to get iPhones, but it still like wasn't that cool. And I would explain it to people. I'd be like, oh, Instagram, it's this thing. You like post pictures. And they're like, why would we want to do that? And I was like, I don't know, but (laughs) it's kind of cool. So there was once a time on Instagram where people literally just posted pictures. And uh, now it's, again, a big marketplace where they just want you to spend as much time as possible on the platform so that they can charge advertisers as much as they want on ads. So they can say, look, 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 you know, this many people spend this much time on the platform. You want to spend this much money on ads because your target market is here. So I don't really enjoy Instagram that much. So now I mostly just focus on LinkedIn and primarily working with women, black women and women of color on helping them effectively communicate their value because a lot of women can use LinkedIn not only to find a new job, but of course to expand their network, to make good connections, and then also to promote their individual businesses, which is what I do with the platform. Yeah. So I just, as testing things out uh, within my like within my business, testing things out that I like and I don't like, and then narrowing it down. Cause I used to do a whole suite of things. So content management and then also strategy, which I still like doing social media strategy. Uh, and then now just really focusing on the LinkedIn portion of it. Right. Okay. Awesome. So that makes sense. Um, interesting. And I was actually going to ask kind of like a day in the life for, you as a social media manager, I guess in a full-time role, or maybe on one of the days when you're fully focused on that, like what is, what goes into that work? So I don't think people understand it as a job. They really see it as like something they use and something that maybe takes over their lives and they don't really have a conscious awareness of, but I'm curious if you could mm-hmm. give them like an inside look as like, this is what it is in like a day-to-day, like I'm working in this, like I'm not just playing around. Yes, yes. At my 
one of my previous roles, I think I was a, a true social media manager where pretty much I get in in the morning and check all of the notifications from overnight. I'm one of those people who have a thriving life outside of work, so I would never check on social uh, while I was home. And I wasn't at an organization that required me to be online all the time, like nothing would really pop off while I was offline. So come in, check all of my notifications, and I do that via an application, a third-party application. The one that I used for my job was called Hootsuite, but there are so many others that you can use. But that's just, I mean, that was, that's probably one of the more popular ones. Check the notifications, respond and reply to anybody that needs a quick response. If there's anything crazy that was said, I'll usually, would at the time, would bring it up to uh, my boss let her know what was going on. And then after that, I did a lot of content creation. So I managed, for this organization, I managed the Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and LinkedIn, so by myself. So writing content for, I did about eight tweets a day, two Instagram posts a day, one LinkedIn post a day, and one Facebook post a day. So it was just a lot of writing that I had to do. And then I usually was working on some campaign. So there were the, just the day-to-day -day social stuff, but then we would have these larger overarching campaigns. So there would be meetings with marketing and you know the graphic designers and figuring out what to put online, what to put on social. So a lot of working with, I spent a lot of time working with the uh, digital, the director of digital marketing, and then a lot of time working with the graphic designers too. And then the end of the day, that would be probably like the end of the day after that, uh, pretty much a lot of writing. Yeah. yeah. A lot of content development, but no, I do not edit video. I do not edit graphics. Oh my God. <laughs> That's yeah. why they have uh, graphic designers. <laughs> oh my god okay so we are going me and Portia right now I'm talking to the listeners are going to just fully share the jaded social media <laughs> managers like plight like right now they're asking you to do so many things as a social media manager that just don't fall under the realm of social media manager and I'm like what like why do you want one person to do all these things like i have had your experience too at ad agencies so mm -hmm. i've done the okay i'm managing the twitter page i'm managing the facebook page i'm managing instagram linkedin even at last job i launched their snapchat channel they didn't, mm -hmm. didn't even have a snapchat i'm doing all these platforms i'm coming up with playbooks and strategy plans for whole new activations that they want to do mm -hmm. and then people have the nerve to be like oh do you edit and film video and like do you create graphics too and like are you a whole ad agency one person like no why do you think mm -hmm. i would be an mm -hmm. ad agency i'm a one human being one person <laughs> oh, and one man. person alone i love that which is like also when you see a good videographer you're like especially when you see the way that social is going where they're so heavily pushing video on every single platform a good videographer can make or break in terms of your social you don't want me doing that you don't want me <laughs> editing any of these videos it's gonna look terrible yeah oh, you know man. So, so i completely funny. i completely understand yeah yeah i'm glad i just wanted us to get that out there because i just need people to understand i feel like people don't know they're like looking out from the outside in and being like oh social media looks fun like yeah it's fun as long as you stick to like doing one thing like you don't need to do 20 million things as one person so yeah that's that was just me needing to like get that out there as um, you should as you should <laughs> the world knows now um but i'm curious if you had like when you were growing up what were your visions of like what you wanted to do of course social media didn't really exist mm -hmm. <laughs> when we were growing up so mm -hmm. i'm curious like what were you thinking like of course writing was your entry point a little bit maybe that was your interest or I don't know what were you thinking growing up yeah so I know growing up I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to help people and also because uh, actually I was gonna say also because I'm Ghanaian uh, my parents are from a country in West Africa called Ghana but they didn't really put pressure on me to do anything like the typical like 
doctor, lawyer, engineer, if you're of West African descent. Yeah. But they were very, very focused on my studies and my school. So I wanted to be a doctor. I wanted to help people. And then after that, uh, I took a couple science classes in high school. And I was like, no, nah, I'm not interested in this. And so I wanted to be a CEO of some type. Oh. <laughs> and so I always said, oh, I'm going to be a CEO. I'm going to be a CEO. So I guess now I'm going to be a CEO of my own company. Yes. But I guess trying to figure out, you know, the things that I like the most and incorporating them into the work that I do. I've realized that I actually enjoy teaching a lot. And I've, and I think I started to realize that when I would do presentations at work, because people would always say, oh, like you're a really good speaker and uh, you should present more. And presenting is almost in a form of teaching. So then I started doing webinars on my own and just realized that I liked that as well. So I'm trying to incorporate more teaching into my business as well. Awesome. Okay, cool. And that's a perfect segue. So Give me a rundown of what your business is now then exactly. Sounds like you're moving away from Instagram and you're focusing on Mm -hmm. LinkedIn. So what exactly are your services in your business? Yeah, so right now I'm working on coaching women to take their LinkedIn to another level and to get them to step away from being scared of doing things on LinkedIn. There's a lot of hesitations and reservations about posting content on LinkedIn because it is a professional platform and there is the perception that there are more experts, you know, on LinkedIn than maybe other social media accounts. However, I always like to give the example to uh, the women that I work with, uh, two things that you are not speaking to the experts who are on these platforms. You're speaking to the people who need your services and need your help. So you got to stop thinking about these experts and you start focusing on the people who could really use your services, Mm -hmm. people who have a pain point and they need their problem solved. And the second thing I like to tell them is to act like a lady and think like a white man, because we live in a time where white men can do anything and people will give them $50 million. They, I would say... I would say about 50% of them don't know what they're talking about. And I know because I see the stuff that they're writing. And not only that, we see the way that these companies are run, right? We see we work and how they burn to the ground, right? We see the way that these companies work. We see that these men typically, in fact, the federal government, the last administration, they led us into destruction, right? (laughs) They don't know what they're doing, but they believe. And all of the women that I speak to, They absolutely know what they are doing, what they are talking about. We're talking about women who have master's degrees, who are pursuing PhDs, who have all types of certifications, but then will be like, I don't know if I should share this on LinkedIn because I'm not an expert. And I'm like, man, get out of here. You know way more on this topic than I do. And I would like to learn. So please share. So that's pretty much what I do. Snatch people's lives. (laughs) Yes. Oh my goodness. And to share for the listeners, like you are my virtual hype woman. Like you hyped (laughs) me up enough to even start the podcast. You're like, okay, set a date. What date is it? This is the date you're launching this Mm -hmm. day. And I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, okay. I literally met you like a couple days before, a couple weeks before, and you were already getting my life. I was like, thank you. My, I need you to be my hype woman. Like it's (laughs) always just tell me what to do how do I do it do it okay thanks (laughs) yeah you just gotta do it you just gotta try different things and then you'll figure out what works best for you and it doesn't doesn't matter if you know one venture doesn't work just keep doing it until you find the thing that sticks people don't know Amazon just recently became profitable like just recently Mm. and this man has been out here for what 15 plus years now so just keep trying. Act like wow. a lady, think like a white man. Just keep keep at it. I love that. Act like a lady, think like a white man. I have not heard that yet. I that is a good one. We need to put that on a shirt. <laughs> <laughs> merch. Make yeah, it merch. Make some merch right now. I love that. Okay, so then tell us a little bit about kind of how you work with your clients. Any big 
client stories that stick out in your mind? Any like big wins you can think of? I know I, I mentioned this before. You don't, you, it's fine if you don't have any stories top of mind, but I think it would be interesting to hear kind of like how this is implemented in your clients' lives or anything that sticks out in your mind of like a story that really shows the end result. Yeah. So particularly when I'm working with uh, LinkedIn clients, the, the, the end result and the reward for me is seeing the growth and confidence. So like one client that I had, I would say she's the ideal like model client that, that anybody would want is I had a session with her and I gave her the tools. So I told her, you know, well, we actually did walk through with updating her profile at a pretty high level pretty high level. So just worked on her, getting her a good cover photo that really talked to her skill set. She had a photo shoot and got new photos for her profile picture, which because on LinkedIn, a profile picture gets you about 21 more times views than somebody without a profile picture. So it's very important to have that. Then we updated her headline, got her a strong about section. So with the headline and the about section, you want to make sure you're using keywords that are common to your industry and keywords that are used in job descriptions because that's how people find information on LinkedIn. It's based off of a lot of keyword searching. And then we updated her work experience. Uh, she went back and did the majority of the bulk of the work there, but updated her work experience to speak to more of the outcomes that she's providing for these companies. And so I gave her the profile and then I told her the way that you really leverage LinkedIn is by being active. You need to be on there posting your original content, and then commenting on other people's information. That's a really the way that you grow. And especially if you can comment on some of your peers. Now, here's where it, it helps to you know, know who your peers are who are making great splashes in these spaces, is if you can comment on their posts, because their posts are probably getting 300, 400 likes, 150 comments, right? If you can comment on their post and reply to people in their posts, that's how you really give visibility. That's how you get your name out there. So I told her, this is what you want to do. So she basically took this information and she just took it to the next level. So she's out here making graphics on Canva, Canva, which is a really fantastic, uh, it's like a designer's website for non-designers, but still don't, if somebody try to hire you for a social media job, don't let them have you creating these Canva graphics. <laughs> uh, it takes too much time. It takes too much time. But if it's for your own, if it's for your own benefit, then go ahead for it. Uh, but yeah, so she's creating Canva graphics. So she set up strategy and structure and process for her to be able to be successful in these goals that she had for LinkedIn. So for me, it's, it's giving you the tools and the resources, but it's the confidence that grows. So now you can go out there and say, okay, I have a profile. I like the way that it looks and I'm more confident with sharing my information. And as we go through the process, I really speak to your skill sets, the things that you're really good at. I pull out a lot of things that you may have overlooked. And then you're like, oh, wait a minute. I do do this. I do know how to do this. I am really good in this. And then the confidence is what you need to get you posting on LinkedIn. So that's how it is when I work with a LinkedIn client. Uh, when I do social media strategy, it's more so figuring out what their goals are on social, figuring out who they want to reach, figuring out who they like on social. So who would they consider like, oh, I look up to this person. I look up to this company's accounts. I would like to implement some of their services. So it's a lot of me asking a lot of questions and then developing proposals uh, and information with different strategies and tactics that they could implement. And then I give it to them and they can do it themselves. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. We love the strategy handoff. We love that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> That's amazing. And it sounds like really when I'm hearing you talk about it, it's like you are a career coach, but not like a hand holding career coach. You're like, okay, here's all the things to do. And like, I'm going to hype you up and like, go be free into the world. <laughs> That's what I usually say. I say, all right, go slay now. Go slay. I love it's that. up to you. Yes. Yeah. No, and I, I get that energy from you. So I'm sure it's a great combo for your clients to be like, okay, great. This person's making me feel like I actually have some value to add and then they can go forward. And yeah, I think it's a good handoff situation you got. So yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. Um, okay, so on your website, it does say, use social media don't let it use you 
this is like the big bulk of what I want to get into because social media addiction is real. Mm-hmm. Like we all watched the social dilemma documentary a couple months ago that came out. Like social media is just like taking over our lives. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the solution is. Like what do we, what do we do? We can't just throw it away. Like it's a part of our lives. So how do we stay sane? Like how do we not let it take over our lives and like actually use it consciously? Mm-hmm. Like what are your tips? How do you guide people through this? Yeah. Well, the first thing I never I didn't see the documentary, The Social Dilemma, but uh, from what I did, I did another uh, podcast interview and she was, ex- what, what I explained about social media, she was like, oh, did you watch the documentary? I was like, no, I just know what these it's people It's too close do. to home. <laughs> too close to home for you. <laughs> I know what these people are doing. Uh, so that's what I do say. The first thing to do is really understand what these platforms are meant for and what they're doing, right? So I guess watching that documentary would be a good first step. But then also you have to understand that these are no longer, they're no longer social networking sites. The, the only one that I could say is kind of still functions as it did is Twitter. But other than that, all of these sites function as something else. So like Facebook, like I said, is a big marketplace. They want you to spend as much time as you can on, as, as there as possible so that they can get companies and small businesses to spend money on Facebook ads. Also, they want to promote shops to have their shops embedded into Facebook. So they want to promote you to go on Facebook and shop. They want to promote you to go on Instagram and shop. I don't know if you noticed with the latest, uh, the latest upgrade to Instagram, they, they changed where all the icons are. So basically they're forcing you to look at reels and they're forcing you to shop. Yes. Don't nobody want to look at these reels. Please stop it. You're forcing this on us. Oh my God. It's so true. Right? So these are not social networks anymore. And then if you look at TikTok, TikTok is basically MTV now. It is a place where artists go to push their latest songs. So everything has completely changed. Yeah. So what you got to do is figure out what are these companies doing? And my motto, just for me, because I work in social media, is I'm not getting on the internet unless I'm getting paid. So you got to figure out for yourself, what are your reasons for getting on the internet, right? So are you getting on there, like for me, to get paid? Are you getting on there to gain education? So if you're going to get on there, you might as well be following people who add value to your life, no matter what space you're in. Say you're, you're a person who loves gaming you follow gamers who give you advice on you know what to do how to beat this level how to do this that, and the third if you love cooking you follow people who give you great recipes great nutrition advice uh, if you like wellness i mean personally i think those are like the best people to follow the wellness people because they're giving you information to enhance your life okay then are you sharing information like are you educating other people are you using your platforms to educate other people and share content and information that is helpful or if you're lose, using it for leisure, because that is something that a lot of us do, I highly recommend that you use timers. So for me, I don't, use, I don't spend a lot of leisure time on social, but when I am on there for my, my job, for my business, I will set a timer. I really only spend about 15 minutes on LinkedIn a day, because after that, I, I'm not interested in scrolling. Because scrolling is an addictive habit that they've built into social. I don't like scrolling, so I don't really spend a lot of time scrolling through LinkedIn, but I know that it's important for me to do that in terms of when I'm trying to make connections and finding good posts to comment on. So having a timer and sticking to it is one of the best things that you can do. And then lastly, you're going to have to build a habit of not looking at your phone in the morning. There are a couple of things that you can do to help you out with that. If you use your phone as an alarm, go on Amazon, go on Target, get yourself an alarm clock. You don't have to use your phone as an alarm anymore. Put it on the other side of the room, okay? When you get real gangster, you can just leave it in other rooms. Like you can just leave your phone in the hallway. You can leave it, in a, leave it downstairs in the kitchen, wherever it may be. That's when you get real gangster. But to take the baby steps, just put it on the other side of the room, Okay. When you get up in the morning, do not check your phone. Get up in the morning, thank God that you're alive, 
or say an affirmation or say a prayer, say a meditation, drink your water. If you work out, go work out. If you journal, then journal, okay? Because I guarantee you, there is nothing that happened overnight that is that important for you to be looking at your phone first thing in the morning. Preach do it. Not, yes, do not pick up and scroll. Don't do it, okay? You're going to have to build the habit. You're going to have to take the baby steps to not looking at your phone in the morning. Like I said, you're going to put it on the other side of the room. Then you're going to get some type of way to track your streaks. So say so you wake up one day, you don't look at your phone, get, go to the Dollar Tree, one of my favorite stores, go to the Dollar <laughs> Tree, <laughs> get yourself a calendar, or if you really want to use your phone, you can download one of those habit apps. I know Habit Bull is one of them, but don't look at your phone in the morning <laughs> to mark down that you did the habit. But after you don't look at your phone in the morning, say you go 20 minutes without looking at your phone in the morning. That's what you do for your first week. You start crossing them off on your little calendar. Like, okay, day one, day two, day three. Because like seeing that streak is going to really help you out. Okay, then you increase it the next week. I'm not going to look at my phone for 30 minutes in the morning. And then you increase it again, right? So I'm not going to look at my phone for an hour in the morning. I guarantee you, if you started with prayer, meditation, thanking God, affirmations, drinking tea, stretching, yoga, whatever it may be, you're going to be better off than checking your phone in the morning. That's a great way to start breaking your addiction. I love that. I love that because I love the implementation of like catching your streaks, hitting it on your calendar every day that you like are making this progress. It's like slowly building this habit and then seeing the reward. Like, okay, I crossed it off. I crossed it off and seeing it as it gets bigger. Have you implemented this with someone before? Is this something you did yourself? Like, where are you getting this? Like, whole system together is this something you yeah it's yeah it's something I did myself okay and I can't even remember how long ago that I did it so now I wake up at six but I don't look at my phone till about 10 in the morning I love that like yeah. I'll use my phone for um for my workout so I'll put Spotify on but I'm not like looking at text messages you'd be hard-pressed to get a res response to me before 10 a.m um i'm definitely definitely not getting on social yeah i'm the same i i think those boundaries are so important actually i think i want to do an episode like all about boundaries but for social media and like technology boundaries like it's so important i'm the same way like i don't really respond to texts like i may look at them like i'll like look at it without opening it and be like oh i got a message I'm not going to go in there because it's going to like take a whole bunch of my energy. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I'll do my yoga. I'll do my meditation. Let me make my coffee. Mm -hmm. Like I like to listen to something inspiring while I'm like mm -hmm. making breakfasts. And then I'm like, okay, maybe I can answer some people now. Like it's like 11. <laughs> by yeah. That time. Yeah. yeah. So that's really important. And I do think it's true. Like making sure you don't open Instagram first thing in the morning, mm. it, it will change like the clarity that you experience, mm -hmm. like the focus that you have, like knowing your priorities. It, it's so huge. Like the mm -hmm. second you open Instagram and you start scrolling, it's, you're done. You're you're, done. It's gone. You, you no <laughs> longer have any focus or goals. You don't even remember who you are. You're just like, <laughs> where am I? <laughs> exactly. Egg, precisely. Because there's no, I, I mean, there's nothing. Like, what is it on there that you're looking at? Yeah. There's nothing that you need on there. If you use a meditation app, great. Open your meditation app. If you use an affirmations app, open the affirmations app. Don't open, don't, especially don't open Facebook. That is just terrible. I can't oh. even believe, oh my gosh. I can't believe it. It's, I can't believe it is what it is. There was a time when Facebook was just for college students. It has now become, I don't know. Do people still get on on Facebook? It's Facebook ridiculous. It's hmm. it's people talking about uh, their political affiliations, arguing with strangers. But Facebook groups are actually pretty helpful because there are several Facebook groups that you know focus on Black women entrepreneurs that are really helpful because you can keep it close. You know, because it's like more people who have the same interests in one 
group. So that's really yeah. helpful. But that regular Facebook feed, mm-mm, mm-mm. <laughs> not going yeah. there. I think so. The key takeaway is you don't want to go on social media first, mm-mm. never first in your day. You always want to start your day primed with something wholesome, get your mind together, get yourself together. And then curation, curating what you're using your social media for is huge. So are you following accounts that are gamer related or cooking related, like you said, or wellness accounts? I'm obsessed with wellness accounts. So that's what my feed is. Like I've focused mm-hmm. on that where I mainly mm-hmm. get that more than I even get my friends. I'm like, do I have friends on this app? Like I was getting <laughs> quotes and quotes and quotes. And I'm like, I love all these quotes. Like, I don't know if my friends have any pictures up or anything, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's helpful. And then Facebook groups. If you have yeah. a group that you want to specifically go to, you want to interact and like build community, especially when quarantine, that is mm-hmm. a nice way to build community. I can. And then LinkedIn, you want to build your professional repertoire you want to make yourself look like you're an expert in your field you want to make sure people know what you do so Mm. yeah I think those are all great tips and those are really helpful places to go where you're getting something out of social media rather than something being taken away from you you're just getting your time taken away correct yeah that's good I like that correct that's that is that's a great way to think about it you're just getting your time taken away And people always want to complain, oh, I don't have enough time. Like, where does the time go? It goes to you scrolling through this Instagram for hours. That's where the time goes. Oh, my God. It's And it's really scary how sneaky it can be. (laughs) Like, you don't notice. You're just opening the app. You're like, oh, I opened this app maybe like five times today. But you, how long are you on there each of those five times, though? Right. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not sneaky. It's strategic. They have. They work with psychologists to develop these different. You know, like a notification. Your phone lighting up. Like you know the dopamine loop that they use, where you get that instant gratification from a like or like people viewing your profile. So these things are psychology. psychologically uh, developed with different features and functions to make sure that you are on there losing your time as you said. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find yourself mindlessly scrolling on your phone? Do you ever feel antsy or stressed out when you're on social media? And when you're away from social media, do you have an anxious pull to your phone to check? Yeah, that's what I thought. You're not alone. I have been feeling very anxious around social media lately. And I think it's no surprise that lots of us are frustrated by the algorithm. So I thought, why not go back to my roots and do a social media detox? I've done this before. I did this last year in 2020. I did this in 2017, 2018 when I was in LA. And just taking a detox away from social media always helps me. In the past, I've done it for a month, but I figured I could just do a week this time and recenter. And I thought I could invite you along with me. So if you're interested in a series of emails from me for five days, kind of giving you space to reflect and think over what it is that you really want and who you really are outside of social media, then head to the link in the bio or you can head to the link tree on our Instagram at easeandgrowpod and just pop in your email and you'll get some emails from me Um, infused with the teachings of Eckhart Tolle and his book, The Power of Now. That is a great template I've used during my past social media detoxes, and I think it would be nice for us to do one together. So head to the link in the show notes, and let's get back to this great episode about social media with Portia Obing. And I have that app on my phone, or I think all the iPhones have it, where it tells you like your screen time and like each of the different apps and like I can't remember who I think it was my leak who was asking people like what their screen times were per week and people were like 40 like crazy amounts 40 I think one girl said 40 I was like wait what I don't understand like 24 like a full day like 
Uh, it's crazy. Whoa. It was crazy to me. Whoa. I mean, I know, I know my screen time for Spotify is, is very high because I play music all day. But you're not looking at it. That's just nah. like, yeah. Wow. Wow. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. So everyone go look, go find out because this is good to know. It's okay if you're embarrassed. It's good to have the information and then you can work from there. <laughs> Correct. Correct. You have a space, you have a starting point to work with. Yeah. Work your way off of it because yeah, you don't want to use these. You, we, we have very powerful tools in our hands every single day when you have a phone, right? Like Social media can be a very powerful tool to enhance your life or it can destroy your life. You just have to decide which one you're going to choose, you know, yeah. pathway that you're going to take. Yeah, it's so true. It really is neutral and I know, it's easy to vilify it, but it's like, guys, if you can be conscious of what you're using it for, it can totally benefit your life. So Absolutely. I like that. That's a good note. A good note to end on. I was like, oh gosh, we're going to just end like (laughs) bashing social media. Um, No, no, no. no. It's the tool. It's how you use it, right? Yeah. It's how you use it. It's a a tool. So that's good. Uh, I do want to transition to a fun little questionnaire section and we can learn a little bit more about you. So it's not rapid fire, but like short answers. (laughs) All right. So favorite social media platform. I think we know this one. LinkedIn, where the money resides. LinkedIn. Yeah. Get that paper. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. Favorite accounts to follow. It was another question, but do you maybe for LinkedIn or I don't know what, whichever channel you choose. Actually there are, so I follow, uh, I don't really follow them because I don't really follow people on uh, Instagram, but there are specific black women entrepreneurs that I like to check out some of the information that they're sharing. Uh, Maya Elias, she's really good. Yeah. Uh, My leak, as you mentioned her, she's really good. Uh, I think her name is Tatiana O'Hara, I believe is her name. I need to look it up. Uh, she's also really good. I basically follow women who share fantastic advice to enhance my life. Uh, who else? Um, Aaron on demand. She's good. Hmm trying to think um miss what's her name miss unconventional miss unconventional she's a productivity coach she's also really good oh and then natasha shine with natasha she does social media marketing oh and then glow (laughs) you got all these people (laughs) yeah glow um i don't know how she pronounced her last name but her Instagram is Glow Graphics. So okay. I'll go and just like check out some of the information that they're sharing. They share great information about your business, about you know books they're reading, things that are going on. So again, even with that, I set up, I do a lot of routines for social so that I can just stay you know, within what I'm doing. So I basically only look at their stories when I'm washing my dishes. Mm. So that's you know, two birds with one stone. Perfect. Mm-hmm. How do you do dishes and use your phone? Your hands are wet. Oh, no, no, no. I just put the story on and you know, the stories oh, just go. Oh, you just let it re- Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> go, the stories go. I got you. I got you. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay, you'll have to send me that so I can pop. I'll pop all the, those accounts in the show notes. Oh, excellent. Yes, I'll send out. you them. Yes. Okay. Um, favorite Ghanaian dish? Oh, it's called Imutsu. Mm. which is basically it's rice i think it's like jasmine rice that's mashed up into like a ball and then you eat it with something called peanut butter soup which mm. it doesn't taste like peanut butter but it's a thicker soup than the traditional light soup it's very delicious I love it so much. Ooh, I have to try that. I don't think I've had Ghanaian food, so you had that out. You've had to have had. How? how? <laughs> Anybody who's had jollof. I had Nigerian food, okay? These are different things. This is an ongoing, this is a long-standing <laughs> beef between if, all if the jollofs had, of the world. I was going to say, if you've had jollof, you, unless, unless in, my, in my opinion, Senegal has the best jollof. But if you've had jollof, you've had West African. It's all the same. <laughs> No, but your specific dish sounds very unique. 
So I have, oh. I have to check that out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How do you say it again? Imutu. Imutu. Mm. Or you can just do rice balls and peanut butter soup. Okay. All right. I'll check that out. Um, what is your favorite way to start the day? Oh, thanking sure. God for waking me up. Yeah. See you another day. Yes. That's always good. I always try to start with a grateful heart too. Mm-hmm. Um, what are some of your habits for maintaining your sanity during quarantine? It's a pandemic special question. <laughs> yeah. So I had to develop a schedule for myself. Definitely. I definitely wake up. Thank God. Do my workout while listening to music. I'll, I'll probably send this link to you as well. There's a really good affirmation album that I listen to in the morning. It's affirmations Ooh. for entrepreneurs. Okay. Uh, it's very good. And then there's another one. It's mantras for love, like being present and loving yourself. And so I'll probably send that as well. I'll listen to that in the morning while doing my workouts. And then I will drink my water. It's very important. Eat my breakfast. Also very important. And then I do a kind of a fake commute where I leave my house and just walk around the neighborhood. <laughs> And then I come back and start on my work. I love it. Yes. And then after work, I'll take walks. I was taking in the summertime when it was warmer, of course, I was taking walks every day after work. But now, ooh, these streets are treacherous. It's been very cold. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I'll do a walk after work maybe three times a week. And then I do a lot of reading, of course, working on my business. So keeping a schedule has been really helpful for me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's good to have like a semblance of a routine that you're keeping. And I love your fake commute. It is so cold. I don't know if I can walk every day, but like I try to do it a couple of times a week at least because it is so cold now. Yeah, it's very cold. Um, What are your favorite indulgences? I don't want to call it a guilty pleasure because I don't believe in being guilty about mm. our pleasures mm-hmm. but what what do you indulge on like what's something that you like treat yourself with oh man so there's this in dc there's this what i call the black people's farmers market flea market swap meet i call it all of that in one because <laughs> you can get it's in northeast dc and you can get everything from like jordans to great selection of uh, uh, kamala harris uh, custom-made sweaters, custom as in bootleg. I mean, uh, oh. they had a ton, a, ton, a ton of those. You can get food, you can get fresh veggies from black farmers. And there's this woman there who sells the most delicious pound cakes. Mm. I believe her company is called Scratch. I believe so, but she has delicious pound cake and then delicious bread pudding. Mm. When I want to treat myself, I will go to the Black People's Farmers Flea Market Swap Meet and pick up a slice of that. I love that. That is the best (laughs) answer. (laughs) I love that. Pound cake. All right. Perfect. I hope you're loving this episode. I just quickly wanted to interrupt to let you know that if you're thinking of starting a podcast, then I have a great recommendation for you. Ease and Grow is hosted on Buzzsprout and it has saved my life. (laughs) Not to overstate, but when I was starting the podcast, I was very overwhelmed by all the different options out there. There There's so many different hosts. There are so many different editing platforms. There's a lot that goes into it. And it's so nice to have the reassurance of a really easy to understand interface like Buzzsprout that sends your podcast to all the right platforms every week. And it really takes care of you. They're great with customer service. I've emailed them and they've helped me immensely. So I just wanted to let you know that if you sign up for a paid plan with Buzzsprout and you use the link in the show notes, it lets them know that Ease and Grow sent you and you'll get a $20 Amazon gift card when you sign up for a paid plan. So I think that's a really great incentive and it's just a really great interface when you're trying to learn a whole new technology system like podcasting. It was daunting for me and they made it nice and easy. So Yep, that's there for you. Go in the show notes or head to the episode webpage. And let's get back to this episode. Um, what is your favorite place on the planet? I think I know the answer. 
Oh, of course it's Ghana. Yes. It's got everything. You can you can go to the beach, you can go to the city, you can go to the village, you can go to the forest, delicious food, delicious everything. Everything is so fresh, everything's so organic. Everybody's oh. happy. <laughs> the clothes are amazing. It's just a wonderful place. It's a wonderful place. It has, of course, that. it has its, you know, its pros and cons, but I just love it. Yeah. Oh, and I can feel your love for it. I love that pitch. I'm like, mm-hmm. all right, you're, I'm sold. <laughs> yeah. Everybody come on down. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all go. Um, okay. What's a recent discovery that you've made that you're currently loving? Like anything, it could be a show, it could be a product, it could be a food, it could be an app. Like What's something recent that you discovered Ooh. that you're like, oh, I love this? Two things. The Shine app, which I've known about it for a while, but I just now was like, all right, well, let me actually download it and use it as a fantastic wellness app. Uh, sends you reminders to which whatever you're working on in terms of wellness, it sends you reminders throughout the day. And then there's this album that I've been listening to uh, by this guy. I believe he's a UK artist, Dwayne Caleb. The album is 180. It's like gospel. No, it's like, it's like new. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. It's like not gospel, not Christian. Kind of like a uh, new, uplifting. new age. it's uplifting. It's not new Spiritual. age. I would say, yes, it's, it's definitely, it's gospel lyrics. But he sounds like he could be like on Ari Lennox songs or like black, you know, Normani, like that, that, that lane of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to pop that in the show notes. We're all going to come up with our own description of what this yes. is when we hear it. Yes. Yes. Cool. I love that. And I actually just heard an interview actually with the founders of The Shine app. Oh, nice. That was really interesting. I could send that to you too. Yes, please. Um. What is a book that you love or a book that you recommend the most? Well, I would say the Bible, but you need help to read through the Bible because if you just read it regularly, you're going to lose your mind. (laughs) (laughs) But it's a great great reminder to read it, um, especially parts in the Old Testament of how ratchet they were back then, and they made it. So we can make it too. That's pretty much what, yeah, it is for me. If I see if they were that terrible back then and they made it, we still have a chance, God. So I would say that, I mean, there's so many books. I'm definitely a book lover. One of my favorite books of all time is The Alchemist. I Mm. always recommend that people read that one. There's a book that I'm reading now that I think is going to be one of my favorites called mm. The Body Keeps the Score. It's yes. about, oh, you've heard of that one. I got it for Christmas last year and mm-hmm. I talked to a friend who also had read it and she said it was a little heavy and I was like, I'm going to wait because I was mm. nervous about the heavy mm-hmm. parts. But I, yeah. I, I need to read it. Yeah, it is, it is heavy because he did most of his research on Vietnam War veterans. But the way that the body works with trauma is very, it's very fascinating book. I really loved it. But then also, I've been trying to read a lot of fun fiction uh, with featuring Black women as the object of somebody's affection. So I've been reading uh, books by Jasmine Gilroy, I believe is her name. She wrote The Wedding Date, The Proposal, the holiday, the wedding party. She writes very fun, light books. Nice. Okay, yeah. Something for every flavor. Mm-hmm. Um, best advice you've ever received or advice you live by if you can't remember what someone's oh, told you. That's a good one. Best advice I've ever received. I typically give advice. I don't know how much. You know, it could just be advice uh, you live by. It doesn't have to be from someone see. else. It's focusing on life, like focusing on family, friends, relationships, because actually, yeah, I would say I I spent a little bit of time watching YouTube videos of old people talking about their lives and what mattered to them in life. And very rarely did they talk about the work 
you know, like going to work nine to five, being in the office, or like if I was vice president or CEO or whatever, they mostly just talked about memories and experiences with people. So I would say, yeah, enjoying life, the people, the experiences, the relationships. That's probably what I would say. Yeah, yeah. And I read a book, Tuesdays with Maury. I listened to an audiobook, actually. And yeah, that's the big gist of it of like, focus on the things that really matter, like the relationships. So I think that's good advice. Yeah. Um, As we're on the Ease and Grow show, what's an area of life where you're feeling ease? And what's an area that maybe you're feeling some room for growth, some challenge? Yeah, ease, I would say my morning routine, definitely, because I have that really down, do a good job at that. Growth would be putting myself out there more and being more visible on video. Mm. That is definitely my area of growth. Okay, all right. Uh And that can definitely be one. I feel like you're the chief hype woman that's a natural <laughs> next step for you you know those videos where there's just a person who's like telling you how amazing you are yeah. i feel like that's your brand you could do that you just <laughs> put out like a million tiktoks of like you got this you're amazing set yeah. the deadline do it done yeah. <laughs> I, I like it. that i like that yeah, yeah. I, I was thinking about doing tiktok so i like this that would be easy yes just, all right watch out for porsche on tiktok i'm ready We'll see. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, all right. (laughs) Lastly, finish the sentence. The world would be a better place if... Uh, White supremacists went away. (laughs) (laughs) That is my rainbow. You know, on Jesus and Mero, when they're like, what would your rainbow say? The world would be a better place if white supremacists went away. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's true. That's a very spot on... (laughs) There the we most spot-on answer. <laughs> yes, it, it would. No one can argue that. Not yeah. one person can argue that. All yes. right. Oh my goodness. Thank you. We we wrapped up just in time. Thank you so much for coming on the show. This oh, has thank been you for great. having me. Yes, I love your energy. We needed your social media tips. So please, before you let, I let you go, let us know where everyone can find you. How can they connect with you? Do you have any offerings coming up? Share, plug away all your handles and website and all the things. Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, you can find me at uh, PortiaObing.com. That's my website. And then LinkedIn is where you'll find me mostly LinkedIn.com slash IN slash Portia Obing. That is me on there. And I am developing a program for women to coach them in terms of taking their LinkedIn up to the next level. So I will be talking about that more. And I also have a newsletter. I have that too. And uh, you can (laughs) sign up for my newsletter on my website. That is me. Yay. Thank you so much. This has been great. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ease and Grow. I truly hope you got something meaningful and valuable out of it. If you enjoyed this podcast and feel so inspired, then go ahead and leave a nice rating and review on whatever listening platform you're on. Another good deed for your day, share this episode with someone who needs to hear it. I truly love to connect, so reach out to me on Instagram at easeandgrowpod. There, you'll see we share fun and inspirational posts and some behind-the-scenes content. As always, I'm wishing you joy, growth, and wellness. Have a magical week and see you in the next one.